to another BA Chats. I'm your host, Kevin Kuntz. Alongside me is the beautiful Miss Rachel Kuntz. Oh, your wife, your wife, <laughs> your happy wife. <laughs> We're so glad to be in a BA Chats again. We like to take just a second before every podcast just to yep. kind of let you know what we're doing. Um, and the heart of BA Chats is this. Um, uh, testimonies are an invitation. Yes, they are. So the word testimony in itself means do it again, God. Yeah. So when these beautiful people that we have in are sharing just what Jesus has done in their lives, we are in high hopes that you guys are seeing this as a do it again, God, do it in me. I want to see that beautiful stuff too. Yeah. This is so much better than an Evite, you know, <laughs> that you get in your email that you delete or you're like, or it's in the, it ends up in the trash, right? Sometimes this Don't is so much better. Don't put this one in the trash, people. Yeah. Don't do it. This is, this is an invitation of the greatest kind. I mean, it's like getting an invitation to go to the queen's ball. It's one of those are the king's castle. It's the best. It's true. It's yeah. true. And the second big reason the sec for BA chats is people are wonderful. And we just should not forget. The only reason we ever forget how wonderful people are is we're not looking. Yeah, come so on. So this is a intentional, unintentional podcast to say, look at the yeah. fabulous stuff Jesus does in folks. Yeah, and you know, it, it also helps mm-hmm. to, to get our eyes from down to up and start seeing the gold that's mm-hmm. all around us. Because there is gold in people everywhere that you go, in the body, out mm-hmm. in your community. And this is a chance for you to be able to look and see the gold and people and call it out. We it are really, made, really is. We are made in the image of Jesus. And so we're going to focus on that. So that's the heart of BA Chat. So again, thank you for joining us. Yes. And oh man, we've got some gold <laughs> today. I'm so excited about it. I've been waiting on this one for a while. You guys aren't even having to look very hard to see the gold in these people. For real. <laughs> Chris and <laughs> Tiffany Mercure. Welcome, yes, you guys. We are you. very, thank you. very happy to have you guys. These are friends of ours. They attend mm-hmm. Bethel Atlanta. Yeah. And um, just yeah, recently, wonderful. like, mm-hmm. You've been coming to... Yeah, April was Since our April. first time coming. April, wow, really? April yeah. 9th on my son's birthday, actually. Oh, <laughs> significant. It is, right? Yeah. So it's the week before we actually moved into yeah. uh, the new building that we're in right for now. Right. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So just really quickly, Chris, we're going to start with you. Tell okay. us a little bit about yourself, and then I would love to hear your testimony. Okay. Uh, I am Chris McCure, and we've been living in Noonan for about six years or so now. And uh, we've been married for about five years, and we have a three-year-old boy and a two-year-old girl. Which they are adorable. so adorable. Caden and, <laughs> and uh, Talon is yes. their names. Caden and Talon. So um, that's about it. And um, yeah, and I'm a police officer in Atlanta, so that's what I do currently as my Thanks, job. Chris. And yes, no thank problem. you for your service. I'm going to clap for that. No problem. Hear my clapping. I appreciate you. I know. Way to go. Yeah. So. Okay, Tiff, what about you, girl? So I've been in the Atlanta area for about 10 years. I met Chris in 2010, and um, we got married 2012. And like you said, we have two little ones that I stay home with, and they are a handful, but they are also <laughs> really amazing. Holy Spirit is whispering things to my three-year-old, let me tell you. He says some amazing things. And um, yeah, life is just getting more and more glorious as we just keep continue to listen to God's voice. Just lead us. Well, tell us a little bit about now. I'm, I'm remembering the story. January, you guys got the baptism of the Holy Spirit, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, right. so start telling yeah. us about that. And a little bit before that, I know you were born again. Chris, were you born again? 
You, you mean before, before the baptism? Yes. Okay. okay. Um, but I didn't grow up knowing God at all. Great. Yeah. Let's just start yeah, with just yeah, a little that. background because, man, okay. yay for your testimony. Okay. So for yeah. me, um, I grew up in a house that God was never mentioned, um, didn't know anything about God. Um, I grew up as a really angry, angry teenager, you know, full of just hate and rage and um you know, so age at age 17, I just wanted to get out of my house as soon as possible. So I did the only thing I knew what to do was join the Marine Corps Infantry during the time of war. So that's what I did. So 10 days after I graduated high school, I was in boot camp at Paris Island. Uh, yeah, so I became an infantry Marine. Uh, I specialize in demolition and rocket launchers. And then a year after I graduated, uh, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I shot rockets it. for a living. Oh, so. I love it. Yeah, that's Marine. what I did. It's just, it's so yeah. you're normal, but out of the military, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I know. whoa, it like sounds, rocket it sounds, launchers? It sounds yeah. crazy. Right. Yeah, I shot, like so 16, I shot like 16 rockets and I did C4. I was infantry, but that was like my whoa. specialty. Sure. That's so um, fun. So a year after high school, I found myself in the uh, middle of Ramadi, Iraq. Um, wow. Yeah, for about seven months. I was 19 at the time. That's so And um, yeah, so I got out of the Marine Corps. I did four years, and the Marine Corps, you know, it was good for certain things, but ultimately, you know, I still didn't know who God was. I became more and more angry, filled with hate and rage. I mean, it, it didn't help that at all. And then right after I got out of the Marine Corps, I became a police officer uh, for the city of Atlanta. So I was a police officer. Just and angry with structure, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I, I got to pick which area I got to police in um, after the academy, and I picked South Atlanta because it was the worst. And I wanted to wow. be, basically I went from one war zone to another war zone Wow. Um, in Atlanta, South Atlanta. So that's where I've been for the last seven years. But what happened was in 2012, um, so I was so, like as a police officer, I was just doing a lot of things that was kind of um, reckless. Like I would go up into a group of gang members in the middle of the projects and, you know, I'd see them smoking weed or gambling and I would just chase them and ultimately fights would happen and stuff like that. Like I had zero regard for this, my safety because I didn't, I didn't value my own life. I was just full of hate and rage and, and uh, yeah, that's where I was at. You know, I didn't know what love was. I have no idea what love was. Never seen it, never heard of it, never knew anything about it. So my supervisor, Atlanta doesn't typically have partners um, in 911 patrol. So my supervisor got so concerned for my safety that because I was just, you know, very, you know, go get them type didn't care about my safety at the time. He was so concerned for me that he forced me to have a partner. And my partner that he forced me to have ends up now being my wife, Tiffany. Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. okay, I didn't know what? this. I didn't yeah. know this. Yes, yeah. yes. You were a police officer? For five years. Yeah, yeah. she sure was. Shut up. It's like How did we not true know story. this? Yeah. True story. Well, I don't oh advertise that. <laughs> you don't advertise that. Yeah. It is now advertised, yeah. just so you know. Yeah, she... <laughs> What? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. it's a very interesting story. Oh, come on. Yeah. This is yeah. great. We, were, I, we take notes. We could write this down. We man, need to this, get this on film. This is a book, uh, movie. So <laughs> we, were, we were actually in the same academy class, mm-hmm. and we knew each other, but I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. I was like this angry Marine, and I thought she was like a hippie, you know. I, I used to eat wheatgrass, <laughs> and he used to chew dip, yeah. just to give you an idea. <laughs> yeah, like, there they are. You, know, I was just, uh, <laughs> you were a hippie, Diff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. so yeah. Whoa, yeah, you, wanna... you are kidding me. I am yeah. blown away by this. Tiffany mm-hmm. was your partner. That's yes. how y'all met. Mm-hmm. In the projects of South Atlanta, uh, there's these, these projects right next to the federal prison right. near yeah. Boulevard and um, 
McDonough right there. There's some projects right there. And she was my partner. And we worked the midnight shift as well. So Graveyard. Wow, together. So your thoughts on Chris, when you met Chris and you were his partner, when they don't even have partners in Atlanta, what were you thinking? Yeah, so I was going through a season of really searching for God. I did grow up in a home where Jesus was introduced to me. You know, my mom introduced us to Jesus, and my dad tried his best, you know, to sort of incorporate, you know, just a godly way of living, but they didn't know their identity. They didn't grow up knowing their identity, and so we didn't know our identity. We didn't know honor and love and that we could hear Jesus' voice all day, every day. And so I was in a season of searching. And so as angry as he was, I would pray for him as his partner. And he didn't know it at the time. I would pray for him because there were definitely dangerous things that would happen. And then it would just, um, you could feel it was palpable, palpable, you know, in the patrol car, like he's still angry about it. And so I would pray for him and, and I knew he needed to release a lot of anger and everything. And so, um, yeah, we just, you know, we would get into things and it was like, a great team effort. It was very much, we became friends then. And then it was like a brother and sister relationship where it was like, we could feel each other's energies and know who's going what direction. And like I said, a lot of dangerous things happened, but I was in a season of searching and I knew that I had coverage, so to speak. I knew I had safety, (laughs) even though I was out there doing some reckless things as well, because I didn't, I was coming out of a dark season as well, you know, where I didn't value my own life. And so um, I kind of related to that. I'm sorry. Were you born again at this point? I was born again. I I took responsibility for my own faith, so to speak, at the age of 22. And then, but I was in a, I call it my wilderness years really lasted until I met Holy Spirit because I still held on to bitterness that was there and and anger and, you know, resentment. Things that were deep down, and but you stir that cup up and that, all that soot comes up with it. Yeah, Yeah, you stir that up good enough and, um, all that comes back up. So I went through wilderness period until I met Holy Spirit in January and he's just changed our lives completely. January, this last January. This last January. Mm -hmm. And he's quickened us beyond, I see it. I know he's quickened us and granted, we don't watch anything but sermons (laughs) and little baby bum. (laughs) uh, You gotta do what you gotta do. Baby Einstein too. Baby Einstein. (laughs) So... Best atmosphere ever at your yeah. house, maybe yeah. Einstein and Jesus yeah. talk. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I took a personality test and because I was I was working in the restaurant industry and I didn't love that. And so it listed things like lawyer and judge, and then I saw a police officer and I started you know, I perked up, I started researching that, and I thought, that sounds like a lot of fun. You get to help people, you get to be outside and drive a car, (laughs) you know, wear a uniform, and I have to worry about work clothes. (laughs) So it just sounded like something I could do, and I would be good at it. I like being physically fit, and you have to be, you know, physically fit to do this kind of thing. Really practical thinking. Right. And so, um, like he said, we met in Academy and we were just very opposite, but you know, we got along, we just were very opposite and then we were partnered together and I would pray for him and, and there was one night and I would pray, I would play Christian music on the patrol yeah, car. Radio. I, I did not, I did not listen to Christian music on my shift. I listened to like hard, hard rock. I need to get amped. That was my, that was my mentality at the time right. was, uh, just, you know, serious, hard music music to get me pumped yeah. to go to war in my mind i was still at war you know because oh, yeah. when i went to iraq i came gosh. back you know i got 
you know, I, I struggled with PTSD and stuff like that. So I was still going through all that stuff. So in my mind, I'm just from one war zone to the next. Yeah, like, you're just, I, I you're just kind of recreating your culture exactly, at that point. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Wow. So you guys get together in a patrol car, mm-hmm. become friends. Yeah. At what point did you become interested in each other yeah. romantically? Well, you know, it was a pro- progression of about a couple months. And then, you know, it was like we would have long talks about God and he uh-huh. was really interested. And so we connected and it was just sort of one day we're like, you know, I really like you. And so we had to tell our supervisors I got moved to a different shift and he stayed on morning watch. Well, actually for me, so Tiffany was instrumental in bringing me oh. to Christ. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so I guess. these conversations in the patrol car, like she's kind of planting these seeds about who God is. And I'm mm. like, okay, like I never heard any of this before, right? So uh, one night in the patrol car, it was after this pretty serious incident, you know, um, I chased this guy on a traffic stop and, mm-hmm. and he had a bunch of marijuana and I chased the guy in the back of the projects and it was like pitch black and I'm back there and I'm fighting him and the whole project surrounds me. Like probably what, 200 people or so? Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa. What? Yeah, yeah so basically so it's like a imagine a, me in the middle of a yeah. circle and there's 200 people all around me while mm-hmm. I'm fighting this guy who has a bunch of drugs in his hand, right? So that, then Tiffany's with the driver. So she didn't know where I was because I just took off running because I, you know, I'm just a wild man, you know? (laughs) So Mm. I'm chasing this guy. So as I'm, I finally get this guy handcuffed and I have the entire projects surrounding me and, you know, I have... I have my gun out, obviously, because they can bum rush me, obviously, you know? And um, they're throwing things at me, yelling, cussing, racial slurs, all kinds of stuff. So they, what they did is they put in a citywide help call to get me out of there. So every officer in the city that was at work had to go to those projects. And this is, I mean, that's happened so many times to me, I can't even tell you. Um, I don't know, a lot. It happened a lot. But this time in particular... Um, the whole city had to come in, so all these officers came in as fast as they could to get me out of there with the guy. And then I, I didn't have a single scratch on me. I wasn't injured, nothing. And whoa. at the time, it's just all about adrenaline. You sure. Know? But after you calm down, you're like, whoa, like I really could have got hurt just now, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and mm-hmm. But was that new for you at this point? No. No, no I did I that mean, all the time. I mean, was it new no. for you to that. think I could have gotten hurt? Was that a new yeah. thought, like uh, for your safety? Uh, it was to the level that it was like it, it crept in before, but I just didn't care. It just kept moving. But this time it was just like, wow, like you every time I get in these situations, I never get hurt. Like what's up with this? So all these seeds mm. were being planted. Wow. And, and, um, that night in the patrol car, I asked Tiffany, uh, if I could take her hand cause I was going to pray. I mean, I'd never prayed before. I was praying in my head. Wow. Um, I didn't want to pray out loud, you know. I, I just I didn't know well, what sure, that looked like. You. So yeah, so I took her hand and I prayed in my head and I said, I just said, God, you know, like I got some weight on me. I need you to just mm. like if you're real, you know, just take it. Like I don't mm-hmm. like I'm at the I'm at the I'm just you know I'm just filled with just a lot of pain and mm-hmm. weight and burden and all this stuff. And I just asked God to take it. And um, you know, Tiffany didn't know I was praying that, but that's what I was praying. And then on the way home, I turned on the Christian radio station that I've never listened to because Tiffany had, I knew what they were now. <laughs> but uh, I heard this song uh, called From the Inside Out, and it just, it just spoke to me. Um, it just spoke to me, and I just, started, I just started crying on my way home. And I, just, I, felt, I actually felt the love of God just, just hit me. And that Sunday, I went to a church. Um, for the first time, I walked in. You know, I'm this bald guy covered in tattoos, and and they're like, 
they're like, uh, can we help you? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm looking for Jesus. But, uh, <laughs> See you around here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, so that yeah. was my conversation at the end of the service. And at the end of the service, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, that's how. That's how. That's a true story. That's how it went down. So at the end of the service, the pastor said, "Anyone want to come up and, you know, give their life to Jesus?" And you know, I'm in the church by myself. You know, Tiffany. You know, we. She wasn't there or anything. You know, she was at home, but at her house. Um, so I go up to the front of the thing, and the pastor and another guy take me in the back room, and he tries to lead me in this prayer to give my life to Jesus. But I couldn't say it. I just was crying. I could not pray. I had never prayed. I mean, I just couldn't get the words out. I was just crying the whole time. So I went home. I went home, and I was in my man cave where my TV is with my American flag and shotgun above the TV in my room. <laughs> yeah. I was a bachelor. Yeah. I was a bachelor. Yeah. If you can imagine. <laughs> exactly. 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 Was, a lot of things have changed in the last five years. But, but um, so... In that moment, I, I, I just said out loud, like, Jesus, I trust you as Lord. I know you're real. Wow. I was like, I just, I want to follow you. I want to know you. I want to know who you are. And at that moment, I just, I fell to my knees mm. and I just felt the love of God just hit me like I'd never experienced. It was like this weight just coming into my heart and I just started crying. And I knew at that moment, like, okay, Jesus, Jesus is real. So that was when I, f- I first came into the kingdom right there. Um, but from 2012 to, 2000, to January of 2017, you never would have known I was a Christian. I didn't know who Holy Spirit was. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I never told anybody about Jesus. I never yeah. walked out the Christian faith. I was just, it was a striving, and I came to the conclusion, being a Christian is terrible. Like, that's, that was my mindset. <laughs> well, sure. So that, sure, yeah. Yeah, that was my mindset. I was like, being a Christian is terrible. There's so much work involved. Like, I already have a full-time job. Like, this is crazy. That, work involved. That's, exact, that's exactly what my mind was. And, you know, Tiffany was, was trying to guide me because I was like a spiritual little baby, you know. And I didn't know anything. All I knew is being a Christian was a lot of work. And I was like, wow, this is exhausting and then um and then in january that's when yeah. holy spirit came let's talk january 2017 yeah. and again i feel like we could be here for hours oh, yeah. i can't believe i'm having to move this along but this is beautiful but yeah, let's it's a lot of parts <laughs> 2017 when you guys met the holy spirit yeah. tiff you this was youtube correct yeah okay. so <laughs> so we in our marriage we were in the darkest mm-hmm. point in our marriage ever Ever and it was a very difficult time from actually from about this point until last this point last year so about September yeah. all the way up until November we were just there was our home was a battleground and it was the darkness was definitely there mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do I didn't know how to get rid of it I would pray and I would be angry a lot and. So there was a lot going on with Chris, which he can talk more about, but he was going through mandated PTSD counseling, and he'll tell you it was like drinking toilet water yeah. instead of Jesus' spring water. He's the living water. And it was that's how drastic the difference is. And so he would come home, and after pulling out, they're let, pulling out all of these skeletons out of his closet is what he's, he'll tell you. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot that goes on 
being shipped out to war in a different country and the things that you see and then growing up in a household without God and the abuse that happens in that environment um, in certain situations. And so there was a lot that he needed healing from. We've both recently gotten so-so's, but there's a lot of healing that had to happen on both of our parts. Like I said before we met, I was in a dark period of my life and then I was searching for Jesus. I knew I loved him. I knew that he saved me. He um, always has spoken into my life when I really needed him to and I thought that's what you did you go to him when you really need him and so I would I really needed him last fall and so you know I would pray a lot and then I just it, it Holy Spirit was really whispering to me like Tiff there is more you know there's more and I would wonder why is it so hard for me to to really share life with other Christians, like what is happening there? Like I'm a Christian and I know that there's something greater out there for Christians, like a true fellowship, a brotherhood, a sisterhood. I knew it was out there, but I'd never really experienced what, I guess I had expectations, just to be honest. I did have expectations because I read Acts and I know that Jesus wouldn't say that this is possible if it wasn't possible until he came back. I had that conviction. And so, um, we're in a dark season and you know he's going through that counseling and then um that counseling ended and you know jesus holy spirit whispered to me you know the reason it's hard for you to connect with other christians is he whispered to me tiff you're missing love and it was such a revelation to me because i didn't know that i was making everyone else the issue i was going to find love in church or find love in a christian body and he's telling me tiff you become that love and so, like I said, I mean, maybe some people think it takes the darkest point of your life to realize that you can walk in love. It doesn't have to be that. Say that. Some people think it has to take a darkest season in your life to realize that you need to walk in love, but it does not have to be that. You can just be shown that God is love and he calls you up to heavenly places to walk in love. And it's really just as simple as just being obedient to his voice and loving just loving relationship with him because it's so beautiful. And so this dark season, um, he just called me up to the heavenly place of becoming love. And I said, okay, I get it. I'm missing love. Turn me into love. Turn this into a house of love. Then all of these revelations were starting to happen. Like I had a closed heart. He opened my heart. I had a closed home. He opened my home. Now we host women's meetings two times a month there. And Holy Spirit shows up every time and women just come and they just... You know, I like to say dip their feet in the pool just to get refreshed because his spirit is always there. And I know where two or three are gathered in his name. And it's just a beautiful fellowship. And so... Um, Tell us about when the, the YouTube and when you yeah, got the baptism yeah, Holy Spirit. I, yeah. I, was at, so, I was at work mm-hmm. and uh, I used to listen to corn, right? Because yeah, it was yeah. full of hate music. Well, <laughs> apparently some of those corn members became Christians. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. I started yeah. watching these YouTube videos. It's actually, it was a scene from the movie Holy Ghost, I believe. Yep. Right. And Todd White and the corn members were praying for people before the concert and I see this guy Todd White who I thought was a corn member but he wasn't and uh and I'm like, this dude is praying for people. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy like, is a Christian that I don't cool. know. Like, there's something that he has that I don't, and I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. So I told Tiffany about this guy, and Todd White, or well, I didn't know who it was Todd White, but she saw the scene. She saw it, figured out it was Todd White, and she, we started watching sermons about Todd White and Dan Moeller. 
Yeah. And they start talking about the Holy Spirit, and Dan Moeller starts talking about all these verses about mm-hmm. uh, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how Jesus breathed on the dis- breathed on the uh, disciples and yeah. said, receive the Holy Spirit, yeah. and that many days from now, you, you receive the power, and basically the Holy Spirit empowers you to be a witness for Christ instead of just striving in your own strength. And uh, Come on. Yeah, so th- we're seeing all these sermons, and I'm like, I don't know this Jesus. I don't know him, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, Tiffany, first, uh, had watched this uh, YouTube video by mm-hmm. Dan Moeller called Baptism uh, of the Holy Spirit. And I'll let you explain what happened as you watched that video. I wasn't with her. She watched it first. Um, yeah, so he, you know, he opened up the door to this Todd White character, and so I start searching him, and... I'm just sitting there just in shock and awe because he's talking about what normal Christianity looks like. Uh, And I'm thinking, and all these... Which is not really normal to a lot of other Christians. (laughs) Right. Right? And all the bulbs are going off like, wow, yeah, I get it because I've read Acts, like I said, and and I know that it's possible people to be healed. And I want to see that every day. And he's talking about it, and it's normal for him. Everywhere he goes, people are being healed by the power of the Holy yeah, Spirit in him. And I'm thinking, and who is, Hol- yeah, who is Holy Spirit? I'm thinking, why is he so talking? Who's Holy Spirit? Right? And then he mentions Dan Muller is the one who brought him to Christ. And he tells his testimony. Dan Muller is like, you know, his just... <laughs> An amazing friend, right? And he and so he introduces Todd to Holy Spirit, and then I say, okay, let me watch this Dan Muller guy. And so Dan Muller's talking about Holy Spirit in this, um, like Chris mentioned, the episode on YouTube, and he's going through the Book of Acts, and all the evidence is there in black and white that I mm. never heard growing up as yeah. quote unquote Christian. I never heard Holy Spirit, and I love you, Holy Spirit. And so yeah, I'm watching yeah, it, yeah. and he well, at the end of it, on. he's like, whoever needs to meet Holy Spirit. If you feel like you don't know who he is, come to the front. And I'm in the basement on my couch and I stand up. I'm like, that's me. (laughs) That's me. And so I start, I get on my knees. I start praying along with what he's saying. I feel the need to cover myself up in a blanket for some reason. I don't know what that was, but I just felt like maybe it was a cocoon of some sort. It's like, I'm about to break free. (laughs) And then I felt, I truly felt a fullness happen and just the love of God enter into me like it was the first time I met Jesus again and I whip the blanket off I shoot up from the ground like pop up and I start praying in tongues and I'm thinking this really happens people pray in tongues because <laughs> oh, wow. again I thought that was something strange you know people did I don't know I thought it was for some certain churches or something <laughs> yeah. and so yeah it was just really beautiful and wow. so I couldn't stop praying in tongues all day my little my little children are looking at me like mom what has gotten into you <laughs> now it's normal but yeah they didn't know what was yeah. happening yeah, <laughs> Yeah, awesome. so then, uh, you know, I told Chris later on about the video that he had to watch it. <laughs> yeah, so I watched it, and, um, you know, I you know I got alone. I was by myself. I watched it in the basement, so I'm watching the same sermon. I, I did the same thing. I, I prayed uh, just for God to just pour out the Holy Spirit on me, and um, I didn't have the same reaction. Nothing happened to me, you know, nothing. <laughs> Sure. I'm like, sure. all right, well, okay. You okay. Know, I tried. So, I mean, I mean, you know, I was like, I, I just, I wasn't understanding, you know, I wasn't in the fullness, but I had, I had prayed to just Holy Spirit, just come, you know, and Jesus says, whoever asked for the Holy Spirit, I'll give it yeah. to him. Oh you yeah. Know? And, uh, but the next day, the very next day I was sleeping on the couch taking a nap, you know, I worked the night shift. My schedule's all crazy. But, uh, the very next day 
uh, I had this dream. I had this dream, and we were on like this third floor of an apartment building, and I had my church family on one side of the room, and then my biological family on one, the other side of the room. And my, everybody was talking real loud, and, my, yeah. and, my, and one of my uncles and my biological family you know, just started cussing, telling the church family to be quiet, you know, just started screaming and telling them to be quiet. Now everyone got offended. So the, my church family goes, thanks for inviting your family, you know, and everyone just starts walking out. So I'm just upstairs Whoa. and I'm just like, man. This is a dream. This yeah, is, yeah, okay. this still, is a dream. But still, just, no, just, no, just like to clarify. The, but still, though, in the yeah. dream, that's yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you know, none of my family knows God. Well, they didn't, but now they've, a lot of them have, a couple of them have come to Christ. So, awesome. but anyway, um, in the dream, they go in the parking lot and uh, I see my uncle standing in the middle of the parking lot as everyone's leaving, and I see Tiffany sprinting to my uncle, and I think she's about to just chew him out because he just ruined the whole party. But instead of chewing him out, she wraps her arms around him and just gives them this big hug. And I was like, what is that? And I see her hugging him, and at the same time, there's this lady on the phone with me, and I recognize it now. I didn't know what it was then, but I recognize it now as yeah. that was the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but later, several months later, I was like, that was the Holy Spirit. And this lady on the phone just kept saying, Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6. And I woke up and I said, what is Ephesians 6? And I started reading it and it's all about spiritual warfare. And I have been a man of war my entire adult life. And I start reading spiritual mm. warfare and how Paul yeah. talks about the battles not of flesh and mm, blood, but of yeah. the spiritual realm of evil spirits and, and, and darkness. And uh, I'm just like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I'm sitting there doing the dishes. Tiffany's giving the kids a bath, and I'm sitting there doing the dishes at the kitchen think- sink, thinking about everything uh, that just happened in my dream in Ephesians 6. And then all of a sudden, as I'm doing the dishes... The Holy Spirit just filled me mm. up, and it was the exact same feeling that I had when I gave my life to Jesus the first time, yeah. except it was like intensified, and my, my heart just it was just overwhelmed uh, with the love of God, and I just started crying, and then I just started speaking in tongues. Um, and I was like, what in the world? Like, yeah. it was just the most amazing feeling. Like, I couldn't, I can't really describe it, but it was just like, mm. it was just a complete surrender of my spirit, is yeah. how it felt. It was just a surrender of my spirit, and God's mm. love was just filling my heart with who He wanted me to be. Yeah. And I went to the bathroom where Tiffany was giving the kids a bath, and I'm in tears, and she goes, Did you just receive the Holy Spirit? I'm like, Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then every, we did Holy Spirit dance. Ever since that day, ever since that day in January, our lives have been completely, completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, Which we are so excited. Let's talk about about this. I love what is going on with you guys. Oh my goodness. Chris, can you start with just like what is on the job? What has changed? Okay, so on the job, I went from this cop that I was known as Pac-Man because I used to eat up the block. I like okay. that. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's what they call me. Eat up for Jesus. Yeah. But, so now they call me Preacher Man, <laughs> which is I'm awesome yeah. because my job it's still the same, but at the same time, uh, you know, I've been seeing. Uh, you know, I, can I just give you a testimony real oh, quick? Yeah, first, yeah, first yeah. time this ever happened. Absolutely. It was at a gas station. So I'm just filled with the Holy Spirit. I just can't help but tell people about Jesus because they don't know him. So after I received the Holy Spirit. 
I went to my very next day, I went to Walmart and I just started seeing people in a completely different light. Like I was yeah. seeing people how God saw them and I was filled with this joy that I'd never experienced before. <laughs> and I went to, and so that's when I was like, wow, something is different. And I went to work that night and I saw this guy on crutches and he was, um, you know, hobbling into the gas station. He was a, a homeless guy and he had a friend with him. And I said, and I'm just filled with God right now and I just want to tell him who Jesus was. And, um, and uh, I said, what happened, to your, what happened to your knee, man? Why are you on crutches? He said he was in a car accident 20 years ago. I said, all right, well, I'm going to pray for you, man, and Jesus is going to heal you. Like, I have zero concern about, you know, theology, what looks right, what doesn't look right. All I know is that Jesus loves him, and Holy Spirit lives inside of me, and Jesus mm-hmm. said I can do the same things that he does because of him. Can I pause just real yeah. quick and point something out? Yeah. It's the same exact thing that you used to do when you would recklessly run into a pack of 200 people and say, I'm going to go get this. It's the exact same boldness that the Holy Spirit gives you mm. to go and yeah. to go and, and tell the gospel. Yeah. It's the same but thing. But with a revelation. But with a yeah. revelation of love. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so that's I'm sorry. Ex- that's, exactly, so good. that's exactly what happened. So I start man. telling this man about Jesus and... Um, and I get on my knees right in there in the parking lot of this gas station on a university in Metro in Atlanta. And um, I get on my knees. I'm in full uniform in my patrol car. It's about 2 in the morning. And I start praying for his leg and for his knee. And I just ask God to just heal his knee in the name of Jesus, ligaments, tendons, nerves, just pouring in the love of God and who how God really sees him as. Cause, um and he's like, all right, thanks for praying for me. And uh, he starts hobbling away. I'm like, no, no, check your knee, man. Check it. And uh, he's, he said, he starts testing it. And he picks up his crutches. And he walks into the gas station. And he realizes that he doesn't have pain. And I said, how long has it been since you've been able to walk without crutches? And he, and he goes, 20 years. And his friend looks at him. And I, lo- I look at his friend. I said, is he telling the truth? Like, you know, I've never seen this before. I said, is mm-hmm. he telling the truth? He's like, yeah, he was in a car accident. And the guy starts realizing there's no pain. He picks up his crutches, raises his arms above his head, starts yelling. I said, Jesus did that for you. Jesus did it. And he starts yelling Jesus' name in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Carries, <laughs> carries his crutches into the gas station, buys whatever he buys, and... Um, you know, um, and then, and then he walks off, but he was, he was, you know, he was praising God. And that was, that was my first ever seeing, you know, that the kingdom of God doesn't just consist of talk, but it consists of power. And then God uses that power to reveal himself Mm. to others so that they come into the kingdom. And ever since then, people have just been coming into the kingdom kingdom like nightly like yeah. like I, I mean let's I, hear about I mean, it there's one that came to the kingdom just last night yeah. what know? happened <laughs> well that's an interesting well, two story. nights ago today's well, two, Sunday, yeah, yeah two nights ago sorry it's my off day but uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean it happens regularly but uh, we had a carjacking two nights ago a carjacking mm-hmm. this guy got carjacked he's a pizza delivery driver um, they took his car and uh, he had his cell phone in the car so we're tracking where the car is so I'm on the radio setting them know where the car is well, long story short, we catch one of the guys that carjacked this guy, and now I have him in custody. So I have to swear out arrest warrants for him and all these different things, and I go into the detainment cell. I'm just talking to him, and I just start pouring into him who the love of, the love of God and how God sees him, even though this guy just carjacked someone. Because the thing is, just Ephesians 6, which keeps coming back to me, my battle's not of flesh and blood, but of spirit. So there's actually spirits attached to him. He's been blinded by the devil to know who God really is. Mm. So I'm just trying to reveal that to him. And I just tell him who he really is. 
and how God sees them. And I said, have you ever heard of the gospel? And he said, no. And you would be surprised. Not a lot of people have heard of the gospel, even though it seems very simple and easy for us. There's plenty of people that don't know the gospel. Mm-hmm. So I started telling them what God did come into the flesh is Jesus and died for us because he loves you so much so you can be restored back to your created value through the Father and the Holy Spirit will come and live in you and mm-hmm. he's one with you. And I start pouring into this guy. I said, I'm going to pray for you right now. And I, just, and I just put my hand on his chest while he's, you know, he's handcuffed, shackled to a bench. And I just put my hands on his chest and start praying for him and uh, just praying for God to release any veil and any lies be teared down in the name of Jesus, any strongholds, any, any spirits that do not belong of God be gone right now. And I got done praying for him, and I said, man, you know, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that, you know, Jesus is Lord and you truly believe that, he'll come and make his home inside of you, and, and he'll live there, and, you, and you'll come into the kingdom. I said, you know, was that something that you'd be interested in doing? And he goes, you know, he's, his eyes start watering, you know, this hardened criminal. He just, eyes start watering. He goes, yeah, I do. I said, all right, man, let's do it. So I, so I just pray with him, and he starts repenting of his sins. He starts asking God to change the way he thinks. He starts asking God to come oh and, and, yeah. and fill his heart. And... um so he came into the kingdom, and you know, Pastor Steve said a long time ago, I remember one of the first sermons we saw, he said, if you come into the kingdom in any other way than love, then you'll leave. And that's so, oh, that's so true. That's super powerful. That's yeah. so true. And, and, and in Romans 2.4, it says that the goodness of God leads men to repentance, mm-hmm. not, not pointing at them saying, you're a carjacking perp, you're this, you're this, you're a sinner. Yeah, but instead, it's the goodness of God, yeah. and this is how he sees you, because that's not who he is. That's mm-hmm. just what he did before he knew who Christ was. And he came into the kingdom that night, and it was just Praise super God. powerful. So and good. you know, this stuff is happening every single I mean, I could tell you, yeah, I could talk to you lot. for hours right. about yeah. testimony. Well, okay, we, we totally do. want you we totally to. Well, like we'll, we want we'll to hear do, all of them. Yeah. Pick your faves. We want to hear yeah, them. Yeah, so Tiff, why don't you share a little bit about maybe some of the things that you've been experiencing since um, the, this baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, yeah, so um, baptism of the Holy Spirit then. So we were at a different church then. And um, so, you know, we, we continue on uh, watching sermons. And then I went to a life group, a Bethel life group, at the urging of Holy Spirit. I don't you know find what out about it was. It? So just online on the website. Okay. I was looking for church life groups around the area just because I, I immediately felt the need to be to learn more and be fed. I was, I'm hungry. Yeah. I was so hungry. And I was in a Bible study group. And so I went to the Bethel Life Group. You know, I emailed Vicki Chimento and I said, hey, do you have to be a member of Bethel to show up? And she said, no, come on. So I show up and <laughs> that first night they're talking about gifts of the spirit, you know, that God pours it on his sons and daughters to reveal his glory. And I'm like, I found my tribe. <laughs> this yeah. is our people. One shot. Yes. And then I'm, our good friend now, Kara, she was the first one to give me prophetic word. And I was thinking, that's what this looks like? I had no idea what prophetic word looked like. I saw it in Corinthians and everything. I just never knew what it looked like. And then Vicky was saying that she, uh, the Holy Spirit gave her a picture of a blooming tree. And then she, her heart confirmed that it was me when I showed up that evening. And I told her I had that same dream a week ago. Oh. And so it was just a night of just yeah. like spirit unfolding, like this is where you need to be. But we knew we weren't going to just up and leave the church we were at. We loved them. We loved them. And we were digging in deep. We just wanted to wait for God to tell us um, which way to go. And so that night, 
Tom Cimento said, if anyone desires the prophetic gift, like a real, the prophetic gifting, you know, get home, get along with God and just ask. So that's just what I did. And I felt his presence above me that night laying in bed. And I was just overcome with joy and just so moved by his love. I didn't want to go to sleep, but I did want to go to sleep because I knew he's going to write things on my heart. (laughs) And I just wanted him to just write whatever he wanted on my heart. And so I woke up and I felt a little different. And then it was like a faucet Holy Spirit turned on. I was I had prophetic word for every single woman in that Bible study group at the previous church, (laughs) and I gave it out to them at the at the next Bible study meeting, and they were just all really moved, really moved to tears. And so then from that point on, and every time he would give me word on someone, it was always a picture he would give me of someone doing something, and I knew, okay, you want me to write something down about them. He, I was writing it down. I wasn't giving it out like you see me doing now, which is so beautiful. But it was it was beautiful because I got to see the imagery, and Jesus always pointed me to a scripture he wanted me to give them as well after the prophetic word that I would write down and I would just hand them out of this little black tablet I had and I'd hand out the word and then I wound up emailing it I emailed it to a lot of people at Bethel before I've even met anyone girl I've gotten some of those emailed words they were so helpful I was like wait what what's your last name I love you (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just it's just a joy you know to be able to encourage and being someone who upbuilds the church you know it's beautiful and, you know, and then seeing the transformation of my husband just brings such joy to my heart. It's beautiful. And my children, you know, wow. You know, they are definitely my little disciples. And, <laughs> and you know, I tell I That's tell Caden things. Like, you know, Jesus, he walks on water. And he woke up the next, well, a couple days later, he said, Jesus said he doesn't fall off the boat. He walks on the water. <laughs> he tells me he talks to Jesus that night. Oh, and it's on. really yeah. beautiful. And so moving yeah, from prophetic word, I... I just see that God wants us to have all this basket of blessings and then he's telling me to go out and pray for people as well and so I pray for the Walmart checkout ladies I pray for actually a man was at Pranera Bread and he was hunched over in extreme pain and I was telling you the other day Rachel he was hunched over in pain and Spirit said there you go and so I shot up and I went over to him and I said can I pray for you are you in pain and he said yeah and long story short it's a great testimony but he was coming up for cancer treatments from Florida he was there with his mom and she was just in tears sitting there like it was something that happened often and there's nothing she can do and so I prayed for him and in between praying for him about four times I was telling her my testimony about God just entering my life and just overflowing with love for people and if anyone's in pain around me it's not okay with me and she just said that's beautiful she said you know I grew up with religion too and I said no ma'am I'm talking about relationship (laughs) and it is good and so I'm praying for him by the fourth time I prayed he was quiet and just listening to me talk to his mom And then there was a lull in our conversation, and he said, I have no pain, girl. I have no pain. I'm in shock right now. I have no pain. (laughs) It's shock right now. He he was hunched over, and then all of a sudden he was standing up. And I just said, yay, Jesus. And I just gave him a hug. He asked me for the church I went to, and I told him Bethel, and he wants to come. And I gave him the Holy Spirit baptism video. (laughs) He said he's going to watch it. It was beautiful. It was really beautiful. So he's changed our lives. We went from darkness to light very quickly. There's no looking back. We're still really hungry because... Oh, wow. Oh. I, I I, I had, me personally, I had no idea that God was so good and that he was so fun. Like, I had no clue. And uh, it completely changed it, you know, because the world has this misconstrued idea of what a Christian is and who Jesus is. And once you come into the realization of his love and his goodness 
and and just all of that it's just, it changes everything and f- so for us I and mean, that's what happened you know when the holy spirit came in january it turned our world upside down uh and just the full understanding of his love for us mm-hmm. and how he saw us and it, it was just amazing so well yeah. let's do this i'd love to hear another testimony out of atlanta and okay. what's happening with a, a policeman in atlanta you know what's coming to mind is serve and protect yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. This is sir. No, yes, serve and protect, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, always protecting. But now it seems like you're alive and serving. Well, yeah, Chris is being a little. Uh, he's humble. He's also brought a lot of men on his shift to Christ. Let's mm-hmm. hear about like it. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, which you want to let me let me tell this one first though. Um, so I got this nine one one call at a gas station of a criminal trespass, which we get that every third call, you know gas stations as a hangout spot for criminals for some reason so we go i go to i go to the gas station um and i see you know that guy's gone so this call's over but i just stay there for a second i see this couple and the guy has cuts on his wrists and then the woman has cuts on her wrists and i know what that's about because i used to cut myself you know i used to be suicidal like i was outside of my mind and um so I knew exactly what that spirit was attached to them because I've seen it before. And I started telling them about Jesus. And I start telling them about Jesus, the spiritual mm-hmm. realm, what he did for them, all these different things, you know. Full uniform, two in the morning, patrol car, you know, I'm just, you know, that's what it's about is just being the light and salt of the earth, right? So, but it's not out of striving. It's just because I'm so filled with them. It's just overflowing yeah. and I yeah. can't help it. Yeah. And um, so I'm talking to them. And then the store clerk comes out and he's a Hindu guy. And he's trying to block everything I'm saying. My God this, my God that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Spirit, what am I supposed to do right now? Like, this guy is just trying to completely stop what I got going here. And uh, so I Spirit, I, was like, I just leaning into Spirit, like, you need to tell me something right now, because I don't know what to do. Because this guy is talking about Hinduism and all this stuff. And Spirit goes, shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to say shoulder. I don't know, whatever it looks like, shoulder. Hey, what's up with your shoulder, man? I say to the store clerk guy. And he goes... He goes, I said, do you have any pain in your shoulder? He's like, actually, I had a stroke two weeks ago, and I haven't been able to, he couldn't lift his arm um, past parallel, his, his left arm. He couldn't lift it past parallel, past his neck, since his stroke. And I said, well, my God, his name is Jesus, and he loves you. Mm-hmm. And he loves you so much that he's going to heal you right now. Yep, let's keep going, sorry. And he said, he said, I said, my God is named Jesus, and he's going to heal you right now because he loves you so much. I said, can I pray for you? He goes, okay, you know, whatever. So I pray for him in the middle of the parking lot of the gas station. And um, I just ask God to just heal his shoulder, make it brand new as if it was never, the stroke never happened. And I got done praying for him and he lifted it up a little bit. I said, so does it feel better? And he lifted it a little higher. I said, Give, I'm praying again, man, come here. So I prayed for him again. <laughs> and uh, I just asked God 100% in Jesus' name, I know you love this man. I know you want to see him healed. I know you're knocking on the door. And I prayed for him again. He lifted his arm completely above his head. He had full range of motion, which he had not had since. <laughs> That since that stroke yeah. and I said do you know why you're healed right now and he goes no I said because Jesus loves you he loves you and he's trying to come in your heart and the guy puts both hands in the air and he goes Jesus is the real God that's what he said oh, come on he said Jesus is the real God um, he came into the kingdom that night um, 
And it's, you know, I thought I was there for this other couple, but really God was going for him in that mm-hmm. moment. And, you know, seeds were planted with them. Um, and it turns out they already knew Jesus. They just mm. were struggling with things. So that was a huge faith booster for the couple that had been hurting themselves. And uh, so that was, that's just one testimony. It was just so awesome. And as we're in the parking lot, people are trying to go in the gas station. And we start talking about, we're talking about Jesus for about an hour. After he gets healed and he comes into the kingdom, I just start ministering to him about who he is and what he's done and mm. his, his, who Jesus really is. Mm-hmm. And he's turning people away. He's like, we're closed. We're closed. Go away. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't letting anybody come into the gas station because he wanted to hear about Jesus after he just so, got yeah. healed and came into the kingdom. So it was awesome. Yeah. It was really yeah. awesome. Wow. Oh, you guys, and so the people you've been leading to the Lord, like other officers, what is that? Um, yeah, so there's been, I'm trying to think, what, three or four? Yeah. I mean, there, there's been quite a few officers mm-hmm. that have come to know God. So basically, these officers, pretty much every call I go on, I'm talking about Jesus, <laughs> you know, and, and these officers, pretty much every officer on my shift at this point has seen God's power at work. They've seen miracles, and, 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 and um, they've seen people come to Christ, mm-hmm. and seeds have been planted, so many, and we've mm-hmm. had four officers I think four, and maybe more. I'm just not the top of my head because um, a lot of people leave. But they've all come to Christ. And um, one of my buddies, we actually got in a shooting. Um, it was a kidnapping, and we got involved in a shooting and a car chase, and they bailed, and some shots were exchanged, and he was just really broken down by it. And, um, you know, I just started ministering to him and planting seeds. And then um, and this was before Holy Spirit, and, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what to say, you know, but once Holy Spirit came, I really started pouring into him who God was. And, uh, before our shift one night, God was just telling me, go after him, you know, go after him. Mm. So, and I went up to him and I just said, Hey man, you know, you know, God's been really putting you on my mind. I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. And I said, would you like to, would you like to give your life to him? And he's like, I would. And right there in the parking lot before the beginning of our shift, um, he gave his life to Jesus. We prayed right there, right next to the police car before we answered about 20 911 calls. <laughs> so, so, uh, that's, that's a good way to go out. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I gave him a Bible and, uh, cause I bought him a Bible beforehand cause the spirit had been whispering to me, it's time for you to go get them, go get them. You're fishing. You're going to get them right now. And he just kept putting them on my, on my mind. And he came into the kingdom and I see him, uh, all the time. He's in a different unit now, but he, st- he carries that Bible in his patrol bag and uh, every time I see him, he pulls it out. And says, I still got it, McCure. I'm still going after him. I'm like, all right, man, that's oh awesome. So that's just one. That's just yeah. one little thing. But but what's happening is all these officers. I've never been on a watch where the Holy Spirit is. I mean, yeah, I didn't have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is moving in all these officers, and it is absolutely changing um, the area I'm policing in right now. Year to date, the homicide rate is down 48 percent. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. And it's not a coincidence. No, it's it's a uh, whole people are coming to Jesus every single day yeah. um in the in the area that mm-hmm. I'm policing in. The other officers are spreading the word. I just mm-hmm. you know, one of the other officers he just prayed for a group of the guy that uh it's telling you about. Yeah. Um he just prayed for a group of people randomly in the gas station because he was you know, the holy he's been seeing what Holy Spirit's been doing with me. And he's his faith has exploded. He's been doing the same thing, and yeah. you know, like I said, it's it's been absolutely incredible. Um, and it's it changes the whole way I view work now compared to when I was, you know, not knowing not knowing who God would completely changes everything. 
So if, if you get handcuffed and you're in the back of my car, you're going to hear about Jesus, and you're probably going to see some Bethel music videos on YouTube. <laughs> and, uh, Here, watch this. Yeah. You know, it says, the, it says I think it's Isaiah 55, 11. It says the word of God does not return void. Right. So I don't worry about if they come to Jesus or not. I'm just planting seeds, and I know God will give the growth. Yeah. My job Green is just to the put the come mission. On. Yeah, just put the seeds out there and, and watch God grow it, you know. So yeah. there's no, there's no pressure yeah. on me. It's revival as a way of life, and you can't have revival without love it's really good yeah, it's yeah. good grief so. well let's we're gonna have to wrap it up but I think we should do pray. to be continued I know. part two <laughs> totally gonna do it yeah, it's love, happening so I'd, like, love to, we're, I'd love to tell you more testimonies like, we, let's we, we, do. we're yeah, gonna do it I, I could guys, talk yeah. to you for hours absolutely let's yeah. do it again and okay. again and again but would you pray for our listeners who knows who lis- who's listening but we love them would you guys just pray for them and yeah, just sure. again just we want to pray and believe with what Jesus is doing in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah mm. come on. 48% homicides yeah. down. What? Yeah. That mm. is, that's mm. a, it's, it's a miracle. Yeah. That's, zone, that's zone, what we believe zone in. Three is what yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, zone three. Yeah, zone three. So, Father God, I just, I just thank you uh, for the opportunity to testify to your goodness, to testify to your power, to yeah. testify to your true character. I pray that you just uh, pierce the hearts of everyone listening right now, that they're just so convicted of the goodness of you and and who you truly are and your absolute and perfect love for them and all of humanity and how your uh, desire is for everyone to come to know you uh, and that our battle is of uh, the spiritual realm, not of flesh and blood. Mm. And um, I just thank you for just uh, piercing everyone's heart and just filling everyone with your love right now. Thank you. You are so good and we love you so so much yeah. and you are so so amazing and we thank you in Jesus most holy and righteous name yeah. we pray Amen. oh my goodness wow you guys thank you so much uh, for coming to do this I, I, I can't wait for uh version two, or 2.0. It's, gonna, <laughs> okay. it's cool. really going to be great. Yeah, couple, cool. a, a couple of things, man, as you guys are, te- as you guys, as really as you're just sharing your testimony, mm-hmm. it's almost like just, it's like this teaching. There's two things that are happening right now. One, people have stumbled upon this podcast on accident. Oh, really? Um, and they don't know um, that it's as simple as even sitting in a police car mm-hmm. in your mind and saying, um, God, I just want to have a relationship with you. Mm. It is not difficult. There's no rules. He is after you. Mm. He is so after your heart. Just surrender and receive him. And the second thing is this. um, The Holy Spirit is ready to make your life something different Mm. than what it looks like now. (laughs) Um, And me included. Me included. Me included. So, um, mm. so just receive that. So um, just receive that as you're listening. Mm. Um, and thank you so much for listening to BA Chats yeah. um, today. Well, thank um, you for it's going to change your world. Chris and Tiffany McCure, we love you guys. Love we appreciate you. you. Bless y'all a million times. Listen over thank and over so and over and again in a posture of just totally receiving. This is yeah. just our Jesus. Yes. Mm. So what he looks like, this is Holy Spirit, what he yes, looks like. Right. We're exactly so right. happy to have him. This yeah. is all his very good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And we can't, we can't wait to have you guys here again okay. on BHS. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in. Yeah.